Welcome to my show, Revive with Jana. I am your host, Jana Johnson. And this podcast is where you will learn how to become your wellness advocate, how to overcome adversity, and how to heal and balance your body so you can be the best version of you. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to my show. Jana here and welcome to my show, Revive with Jana. I am so excited to be doing my first ever episode and my first solo cast. I want to talk specifically today about Lyme disease. Lyme disease is an invisible disease. What is that? Well, you can't tell that one is sick. I myself suffered from Lyme disease. And let me tell you, Lyme disease is a bitch. It comes into your body and it takes over. It's like when you finally get to sit down and watch TV for the first time and forever someone comes in, takes the remote and makes you watch a horrible movie. You have no control and all you can do is watch this horrible show. That's what it's like living with Lyme disease, being in your body, but someone else has the remote and you're just watching life pass you by. For me, Lyme disease took everything except one little thing, determination. I hope that in sharing my story, I can be an inspiration to others that are sick with invisible disease or autoimmune diseases, or maybe you don't even know it's making you sick yet. It took me a year and a half of going to countless doctors from conventional to, to Eastern to you name it to finally figure out what was making me so sick. So let's rewind. Back in April of 2012, I woke up with a bullseye rash on my inner thigh. I did not know what Lyme disease was, so I wasn't aware that I should be alarmed by that. And I felt fine. The rash didn't itch, didn't hurt. And so I just kept chugging along, going through life. I was a busy mom. I was 31. I had two small kids. And so I ignored that rash and slowly, but surely over the next six months, I started to get some symptoms that started to creep in and I, I got tired. I slowly started to get anxiety. My periods were getting really bad and PMS and Six months later, I had full on brain fog, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, really tired all the time. And I knew something was going on in my body. At that time, I considered myself super healthy, not healthy by the standards I have today as a nutritionist, but healthy back then. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I exercised all the time all of a sudden my body just turned on me and, and I didn't understand why I was self-employed. So being sick, wasn't really an option and having two small kids, you can't be sick. Right. And if you are, you just have to power through it. It got to a point that I could not power through it anymore. And I went to the doctor, got blood tests run. And all they showed is that, you know, my body was fighting something and didn't know what, you know, showed I had Epstein-Barr virus and I just needed to rest. And 
it just didn't make sense in my brain. So this went on for a year and a half and I got diagnosed with hypothyroidism and I thought, well, yeah, I found the, found the problem, right? And here's the solution. Take this thyroid medication. Well, I tried all sorts of thyroid medications. I finally found one that worked, but nothing took, took these symptoms away from me and I couldn't function anymore. I had to get a full-time nanny and you know, that was like ripping my heart out of my chest because I was really, I was really proud at being a, a full-time mom and taking care of my kids and you know, nobody could take that from me, but it was taken from me because getting a full-time nanny was, that was a hard thing to do. And I'm very grateful I was able to do it. Looking back, that was hard. I went from super mom to not even being able to, to function. I truly felt like I was in a living hell. I, I felt like death warmed over. I couldn't think I could barely move. Pains were all over my body. I have panic attacks, anxiety, severe depression, confusion, and whatever other symptoms I wanted to join the party. I couldn't, I couldn't function at all. I felt like I was in hell and I had no idea it was making me so sick. I had hormonal imbalances, intestinal problems. The list goes on and on but nobody could find the problem. I finally found a doctor, functional medicine, a year and a half later and found out I had Lyme disease. And I was so happy to finally know what was making me so sick. But then I was told there's no cure for Lyme disease and we don't know what makes it go away. So here, take this antibiotic. And at this point I had been researching and researching science and medicine to, to try to figure out what's going on in my body. And I knew that taking antibiotics was going to make my gut issues worse because I had candida and which is a fungus overgrowth in your, in your body. And those symptoms aren't fun either. And so I took the antibiotics for 60 something days. I did the Zang protocol I did everything and nothing was making it better. And the Lyme disease was just getting worse and worse because it took a year and a half. I had chronic Lyme disease and a lot of people believe that that's something that doesn't go away, that you can't get rid of it, that it can go dormant and you can feel better, but you can't get rid of it. And I chose to not believe that as sick as I was, I still chose to to believe that, that you could get rid of it. And I had to, because I was constantly on the internet looking and reading. And though that did me a lot of good, it also put a lot of negativity in my mind, right? Because there's so many bad stories and it seemed like most people were sharing their negative stories about Lyme disease, right? And and how long they'd had it and couldn't get rid of it. And I just, I couldn't read that anymore because it was making it so much worse for me. At this point, 
you know, Lyme disease infected my brain the worst. And at this point I couldn't remember uh, my address and I could not remember my kids' names. All of my memories were taken from me and I would go to bed at night and, and I would pray that I wouldn't wake up in the morning. The pain was so bad mentally and emotionally that it was unbearable. And because I had an invisible disease, nobody believed me. Nobody listened to me and I didn't have anybody to talk to. And I learned really quickly to not talk about it because when I did, people questioned me and it made me feel crazy. I was told I was crazy. I was told to take it out of presence. Here, put another Band-Aid on it. No, I don't want a Band-Aid. I, I want to know what's making me sick. That's why functional medicine has always appealed to me because you find the root cause of your sickness, not put a Band-Aid over it. So here I am in this deep, dark depression. I now know I have Lyme disease. It's getting worse and worse. I am slowly just losing hope. I remember driving, which I did not drive much at the time because the brain fog was so bad. It had created derealization. And if you've never heard of derealization, it is exactly what it sounds like it is where you don't even feel like you're inside of your body. You feel like someone has come and taken over and you're just watching life pass you by, but there's no emotion attached to anything whatsoever. You're numb. You you don't recognize yourself when you look in the mirror. You don't feel anything at all. You can be in a store and you don't even know you're in a store. It's, it is absolutely horrible. It is truly a living hell. When you have lived and felt that way 24 seven without one second of reprieve, you just don't want to feel that anymore. And so, as I said, I would go to bed at night and I would pray that I wouldn't wake up. I'm sure a lot of that was the depression. I knew my depression wasn't because I was depressed. Something's wrong with me, but because that's, that's what the Lyme disease did. One day I woke up and I looked at my kids and I realized that I was no longer going to put up with it anymore. I was going to say, fuck Lyme disease. I'm going to get well. And this disease is not welcomed in my body anymore. And I had been doing a lot of research. I had tried so many different protocols and medicines and I kept hearing and, and reading about essential oils and the ones that you can take internally and how they break through the biofilm of the bacteria and they kill the disease, but they, but they cannot, you know, kill your, your good guys in your gut, right? The, the good microbiome and that they can penetrate the blood brain barrier and, and, and help with the mental aspects of Lyme disease. And so at this point, I'm so very sick that I have nothing to lose, right? Like these essential oils, if I take them, they're not going to make me feel any worse than the hell I already live in. And so I started to take them. I had been researching the die off symptoms. 
So I was aware that if they did work, I would have die off. And when you experience a die off reaction, what's happening is as the biofilm bursts and the toxins are released from the bacteria, the symptoms that you currently have are basically magnified times 10. And so I had prepared myself for that as much as I could. And a few weeks after taking a particular essential oil, I had my first die off reaction and wow, I felt like I needed to be put in a straight jacket, but I kept telling myself it was die off. And even if it was die off, then it would, it would end. And then I would feel better afterwards, better than I did before the die off. That's exactly what happened. So I had a die off and four or five days later, the die off had ended and I was feeling better than I did before that die off. And this cycle continued for about six months and I felt myself getting better. And I knew that I was on the right path. Throughout this process, I got pregnant and I was not trying to get pregnant. I had two little kids at the time that were four and two, almost five and three. And when I found out I was pregnant, I was absolutely shocked and scared because how can I bring a baby into the world, into this diseased body? And how, that's not fair to the baby. I, that's, this isn't okay. I try to hang on to, to the hope, right? But when I went to the first appointment for the baby checkup, it didn't look good. Uh, the baby's heartbeat was, was way too fast. So I started to go to the doctor every week. The baby's vitals were looking worse and worse. 10 weeks along, I had a miscarriage and that was absolutely heartbreaking for me because to feel life inside of your body and then to, to not feel it anymore is absolutely gut wrenching. And so at this time I lived in a body that I felt it wasn't mine. It had turned on me. I didn't know who I was. I didn't understand why I was sick. If that wasn't hell enough, I somehow get pregnant and then that's taken from me too. What else is going to be taken from my body? What did I do to deserve this? I felt like I was stuck. I felt like I couldn't see the light in this deep, dark hole. I prayed all of the time and that's what got me through this. And I remember one day when I was brought down to my knees from the pain that I couldn't bear anymore. And I said, God, if, if I'm going through this to just help one person to help one more person, then send me through it, send me through this and I will go through this journey. And then I will help others that feel this way because at the time it was really hard to find any inspiration or hope when it came to Lyme disease. There wasn't a whole lot on the web, not that I could find anyways. I always knew I wanted to be somebody's source of hope and inspiration. And that's why I do what I do today. It is my passion, my purpose to help others feel their very best. It makes my heart full. 
to go through that journey and to be able to look back at it. You know, there was a time I couldn't even talk about it just to, just to talk about Lyme disease. You know, it, it, I had PTSD. I couldn't do it. I felt if I did, it was, it was going to happen again. It took a really long time for me to be able to talk and share my story. And even, even doing the solo cast right now, I'm super emotional and I'm sure you can hear that in my voice, but reliving that and what I went through, I honestly don't know how I, how I came through it. Every day seemed like it took a year to get through 24 hours felt like 12 months to me. I remember as my body started to slowly get well, and I slowly started to feel like I was alive again. And that derealization started to go away. And every little time I got better and better every, after every die off, I knew, I knew that I was on my way to completely healing. The essential oils helped immensely in killing off the bacteria. But the other thing that I did that was equally as important was using food as medicine. I had been gluten-free for a really long time. Gluten-free does not mean healthy. It just means I wasn't ingesting a particular protein, a particular grain, gluten. But oftentimes a gluten-free diet can be really high in sugar and processed foods. And during my constant obsession with researching diseases and functional medicine and getting well, when I was sick with Lyme disease, I came across the keto diet and, and I read tons of books on it and it just made sense and it clicked to me. And, and when I say keto, I'm referring to true keto. I believe that a lot of people know of fake keto where it's just don't eat any carbs. It doesn't matter if it, if you're ingesting dairy or artificial sweeteners, as long as it doesn't have carbs and that kind of keto diet can be super unhealthy. So when I talk about keto, I, I'm referring to true keto, which is yes, low on carbs, but also really healthy foods. There's no artificial sweeteners. There's no, there's no cow dairy. And, and that's what I started to do. And it made sense to me that the disease had to be able to live and thrive in my body. And I one day said, fuck that. I'm not going to make my body a home anymore that this disease wants to live in. And that's what I did. And I did not eat any form of sugar for nine months, not one blueberry, nothing. I ate a lot of vegetables, fish, meats, healthy fats, and I drank a lot of waters. And then I learned how to do intermittent fasting. When my body switched to ketosis, instead of running off of glucose, the change that it made and the impact that it had on my, my brain, my mental function was insane. I could not believe the difference that it made to use food as medicine. I mean, I was literally blown away. Um, you know, I grew up eating the typical American diet. My mom cooked every night home cooked meals, but, um, there was a lot of sugar in the house and sodas and a lot of wheat and grains and chips and 
all the good Southern home cooked food. And so I didn't by any means grow up eating super healthy and clean. And I, I didn't have any sort of role model there at all. And so this, this was completely foreign to me to eat this way. But when you're that sick, you will do and try anything to me. I thought, Hey, food is medicine is so simple. And sometimes it's the most simplest things to do that are the hardest to do because it's like, is that really going to make a difference? Like I'm sick. Give me some medicine. Where's my prescription? You know, I don't think it's going to matter if I eat something different, it's going to make me feel better. Well, it's, that's absolutely false. Um, it made a world of difference to me. I began to use food as medicine. I realized with every single bite I took or sip, I drank, I was either going to feed the disease or fight it. And I chose to fight the disease. I told myself every single day when I made myself look in the mirror, because looking at myself was hard, that I was not going to make my body a place where this disease wanted to live. It needs to get the F out. And that's what I did. And so beginning to, to eat keto and, and get into ketosis was a game changer for me. And that's when I learned that food is medicine. And when I had that piece of the puzzle on top of the essential oils and learning about the lymphatic system. And that's, you know, that's your detoxification system, right? You know, our, our, our cardiovascular system has our heart, which is like, it's the engine, right? It, it pumps your blood, but your lymphatic system doesn't have that. And so you have to be, you know, you have to be the, the motor for it, you know, dry brushing, exercise, infrared sauna, hot, cold showers, and, you know, learning to use, to stimulate my lymphatic system and to help my body get rid of all of the toxins and dead bacteria was huge. Um, you know, before I got sick, I ran all the time. I worked out five, six days a week. I was a runner. And when I was sick, I, I couldn't exercise at all. I just walking was, was difficult. And so being able to find these different forms of exercise and, you know, giving my body what it, what it needs was, was huge. And so there's so many different parts to healing your body and to getting well. It's, it's not a magic pill. There's, there's no magic pill, but our bodies have the, the innate ability to get well and to heal given the right circumstances and environment. And so that's what I did. And going through this whole process, I was able to heal my gut. I was able to heal my body. Um, I was able to heal my thyroid and get off a thyroid medication. And I was able to, to completely eradicate Lyme disease from my body 100%. And I, I took many different tests for that the reason I took the test, I, I knew mentally and internally that I was well because that thousand pound blanket that was on my shoulders called Lyme disease, it was gone. It went away. But in, in April of, of 2015, 
I found out that I was pregnant with my, with my third kid. And, and I, I knew that Lyme disease, you know, could be passed down to the fetus. And so it was really important to me to, to, to see the proof on paper, you know, before I got pregnant and I didn't know I wanted to have a third kid. I really didn't, um, especially after a miscarriage, but my many prayers to God, I, I told him that I needed a sign when I got well and that, and that if I, if I got well, the sign that I wanted was to, to get pregnant because I had decided I, I did want to have another baby because I felt like I missed out two years on my, on my oldest kids' lives. And I did, you know, there's two years of their lives when they were little that I, I can't get back that I don't remember. And so having a baby was a sign to me, another sign that I was well. So in going through this journey, living with an invisible disease and having to figure out on my own what it takes to get well is what led me to where I am today. And looking back now, it all makes sense. And I, I hoped when I was sick that one day it would make sense as to why that happened to me, because, you know, when that happens, you're just like, why me? What did I do wrong? This isn't fair and it's not fair, but life isn't fair. And I learned so damn much going through that journey. I would not change it or take it back for a second because I learned so much about myself and it made me mentally so strong. My mindset was a huge change in getting well because you have to drown out the negative. You have to drown out the naysayers. Living with an invisible disease or any disease really is, is lonely and it's scary and there's no promise that you're going to get well, right? You don't have anybody saying, this is what you do. These are the steps. Here's the finish line. You have no idea. You just got to keep taking a step every day, putting one foot in front of the other and hoping that, that you get there, right? But I couldn't see the light in this dark tunnel for a very long time. I couldn't, but I was going to be downed if I let that disease win. And I do believe that though that disease at the time took everything from me, it forgot to take one thing and that was my determination. And if it wasn't for that, I would not be where I am today. And so I believe that mentally you have to decide. Do you want to accept that sickness? Do you, or do you want to accept that you can be healed? And, and I honestly believe that that's everything because oftentimes we take uh, sickness and disease as a life sentence. And if that's what you do, well, then that's what it's going to be. And I didn't want that. I'm like, hell no, I got too much life to live. I have too much I want to do. And these precious babies, they need me. There were times I didn't know if I was on the right path, I was doing the right thing, but I just knew I had to keep trying because sitting there and feeling sorry for myself wasn't going to do a damn thing. I felt so isolated and alone and I, and I didn't have anyone, but I had God and I had myself and that was enough. 
to be able to share my story and my message with the world means the absolute most to me because I believe everything comes full circle. And if I can just help one person and be an inspiration and motivation to them, then I feel like I succeeded. Thank you for listening today. I have so many more stories to share and I hope to be your source of inspiration and motivation. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show and make sure to go to revivebyjana.com to sign up for my weekly newsletter. You can follow me on Instagram at revivebyjana to see my health tips and advice.